She said, in a bit, the GF. She said, I'm, and we're starting this podcast right now, T minus zero seconds. I'm starting it right now. She said she's going to be out here in a bit. And then what that means to males who are <clears throat> much better masters of the English language because we take them literally as if it were a language or literature because uh, words have meaning in the, in the world of males. I was in my girlfriend's office. We're going to be driving down to Kansas City. I pulled up to her office. I walk in. I say, hey, are we ready to go, baby? Are we ready to go there, sugar tits? And she looks at me. I always like to maybe be a little bit more loud. She works in a very stuffy office. Very stuffy. Man, these guys need to have more sex at her office. They're just they're just the most boring swipple white people you ever met. When your your CPA CFO is the most colorful guy, you know, the most colorful person, you you, you know they gotta so I always like to hey they're long legs. Hey they're nipply nips. <laughs> I can't get fired. She can't. There's no sexual. You can't get sex. You can't. You can't fire me. Hey, assholes. Hey, dickwads. I don't say that to them. They're nice people. But my God, you just wanna. Holy shit! She's already out. I thought this was gonna be eight hours. Now she's looking at me. She doesn't know. She's kind of wondering why I'm why I'm broadcasting. I thought this was gonna be more than a bit. You know how this goes, guys. Man, am I getting shown up right now? The girlfriend's on time. She said what she meant, then she meant what she said. This is, hang on, what is the date? It's 3 p.m. on the 19th, the 18th? Are we actually ready to go? Yes, we're ready. I thought I'd have like at least half an hour to podcast. No. <laughs> Holy shit! Let's hit the road. <laughs> Alright, never mind, um... Well, I'll just retract my foot from my mouth. And then I was going to tell them all about how, like, I you said a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I at least got half an hour. And then, no? No, it was actually accurate. Wow. <laughs> God damn it. Now i got to put this. I was even going to tell them about Dirty. Oh, Dirty Harry and I were talking smack to each other. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, we were totally, like, smack talking. Like, when me and Ken were ta- sending pictures up on Facebook of different pedophiles and taking right, each other. Right, yeah. Right. It's like that. That's it's going down. <laughs> all right, fine. Well, I'll close up and I'll. I'll uh... all, right, all right, guys. I guess I'll out. continue. What, what do you wear? What do you mean now? You know what? Screw <laughs> you. You know what I should do? I should traffic. sit here. Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta. I gotta go powder my 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 nipples. I gotta go do whatever it is I gotta do. Can you give me five minutes? That's what I should do. I should say, can you give me five minutes? I'm gonna have you sit out there for twenty five. Oh, give what? me five minutes. No, no. Fuck. We're going now. All right. I, I'll, I'll continue this later, guys. Bye. Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Well, that was uh, 
That was history. That was history in the making. There, uh, we're back. We went on the. Uh, we went down south to see the solar eclipse, and uh, that set the tone. The GF being on time set the tone uh, because there was a lot of logistics. A lot of logistics. Now the old captain here, he knew what he was doing uh, because I knew looking at hotel prices or the complete absence of hotel prices because there was vacancy or there was no vacancy. Um, in any of these towns where the solar eclipse was going, I knew, I knew, I, would, I the old captain knows how to avoid lines, how to avoid sheep, and I knew all the world's sheep, or at least the United States sheep, were going to go and descend upon the uh, the solar eclipse, upon the path of totality, path of totality, starring Buck Rogers, anyway. So we went down, what was it, it was Friday, we went down, I got free lodging with my buddy Nick down in Kansas City, we had barbecue, we shot guns, I taught him and the GF how to disassemble and clean guns, ah, it's gross, yes, yes, it's gross, got some dirt cheap Russian ammunition, I thought our guns were going to jam for sure, we got, we went to Walmart and got this crappy, was it Tulo ammo? And then he had all this old Russian Eastern Bloc Soviet crap. I, I know it's not because it's nine millimeter, but just steel casings. And so uh, we went shoot. I thought that was going to gum up our guns pretty well, but when we were cleaning, I'm like oh, that's not too bad. Um, I mean, of course, it's, we could never clean to my buddy Lloyd's standards and specifications, but that's that's of another topic. And then what? I went to cigar lounges. Just had a grand old time down in KC. And then it's, and I'm I'm talking to my buddy Nick, and even even the news reports were coming out. Look, you better leave at five a.m. because of reasons and stuff. And he's like, I don't think it's gonna be that bad. And I'm like, I don't even want to take the chance or the risk. I don't want to take the chance or the risk. And so I had thought further far enough ahead, saying, Okay, look, St. Joe's, St. Joseph's, Atham, look this up is the town directly north of Kansas City, and that's where the path of totality was going to was going to hit. Right, dead center, right there. Now, the thing you saw on the map, I thought you had to be dead center to get, like, the path of totality. And he says, no, this, it's, as long as it's within this band, that's the path of totality. And I'm like, oh, all right. So that changed a little bit. Now, my goal was, all right, look, Everybody and their mother is going to be going up north from Kansas City to St. Joseph. And I bet you there's going to be traffic jams. And then people are going to get to St. Joseph that realize there's not going to be any parking. And they're going to say, well, we can't park here. We can't park there. Let's move to the east, uh, which would then send traffic to the east. And the old captain, old man Clary... You all say he's a pessimist. I've just been dealing with humans for 40 years and know what a bunch of dipshits they are. I say we should go to the west. Let's go to the west into even Nebraska if we have to or some small known. I was going to go to Sparks, Kansas. Atham, look it up. Because that was on the path of totality. And uh, I say, okay, we go there. We get ahead of the crowds. We get ahead of the traffic. And because the solar eclipse goes to the east, we ain't going to have none of them sheep going to the west. We see it. We get it. After the thing is done with its eclipsing thing, then boom, we chumma chumma up north, hit Highway 80, cut over, get ahead of all the stupid Minnesota sheep, 
uh, as they hit and descend upon Des Moines. That's Des Moines for all of you normal people. I just think it's more sexy. And then, boom, we're back at home, no problem. So, we we're, 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 say, so, well, okay, there's also weather. We got to worry about weather. And uh, we don't know whether or not the weather is going to play. And so what we ought to do is wait to see where the weather And we kind of realize, okay, before we get ahead, first thing we got to do is wake up and check traffic and weather. Those are two things we got to check. Weather's going to determine whether we can even go to the place. Traffic is determining whether we got to leave now or we got a little bit of time because the, the, uh, the eclipse is going to happen at 1 p.m. So also my buddy gets a call. And a buddy of his, right dead center on the path of totality. They're right there. In this town, I'm not going to mention why. I'm just going to. I'm just going to. I'll tell you why I'm not mentioning the town. Uh, they got. They got a little bit of a spread out in the middle of nowhere. Come on out. A bunch of us are going to go watch the eclipse, and so we go there. And uh, traffic wasn't looking too bad. I made a move, got to see a little bit of a different part of the northern metro of Kansas City than I wanted, but I, I avoided traffic. We get to this place, and the rain clouds, it was raining. It was raining all over the place. Uh, but it looked like it was going to clear up, according to the forecast. And there's still a little bit of clouds, and, and you would have thought, ah, dang, there's going to be clouds, there's overcast. It ended up being a blessing in disguise, and I'll, I'll tell you the reason why. If you had a full rain cloud, it would blot out the eclipse. But if you had overcast or very light clouds, not only could you still see it with your solar glasses, whatever the heck they gave you, which was really cool, by the way. It was awesome. It was really cool to watch the eclipse. But with enough cloud cover, you could pull a Donald Trump and grow a pair of balls and look at it with the naked eye, which you're not supposed to do, according to all the teachers and guidance counselors and professors and safety people. And, oh, my goodness, you can't look it. You'll be blinded. Which I never understood as a kid because, like, we'd have, like, sun-staring competitions as kids and you, uh, you squint and, and, and none of us were blinded. So it's like, well, if it's blotted out by the, by the moon, why can't we look at it? So, uh... <clears throat> As various thicknesses of clouds would wafe through, you could actually see it with your blind eye and not burn out your retinas. You could actually see it, which was a different view because when you put on the glasses, it was kind of orange and very, very geometric. I mean, it's perfect circles and here comes another circle. I mean, it looked like a, you know, a perfect crescent, uh, almost as if it was drawn, which was amazing. But then to see it with your own eyes... Uh, because there was enough cloud cover that it, it would blot on enough of the sun you could stare at it. Oh, is that even cool? Because it's just like this shining silver crescent um, that, that, that the moon is blocking out. So sure enough, uh, the thing, and it's exponential. It's exponential. Like the moon's covering it. At, ah, you see the moon. Ah, it's just giving the sun the tip. That's what it's doing. It's prodding the sun, seeing if it can get in there. It's still bright as day out. Moon is like a third through, still brightest day out. The moon is three quarter, two thirds covering the sun, still brightest day out. Then all of a sudden it gets really dark, almost up until like there's a tenth of the sun left. It's still like, eh, it's a little dark. This doesn't seem like normal lighting. And in the literal, I'd say 20 seconds where the moon fully goes from like just edging out that little fingernail clip, and then it's gone. Bam, it goes, 
I don't know how to measure light. Lumens? Is that the is that the thing? Uh, oh, it gets really dark very quickly. And you're looking around, and the entire 360 degrees looks like a sunset. Not necessarily a beautiful one, but it just looks like there's a, 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 a perpetual infinite sunset around you. The horizon all has light, uh, but the sky directly above you is, is not pitch black, but it's certainly dark. It's about as dark as, like, you know, a tornado is about to strike. It's pretty dark. And you're looking around like, wow, man, this is really cool. And then, then in the, uh, when the full eclipse occurs, you can actually look at it with, with your naked eye, despite what your teachers. Another, another varied sorts of faggots out there tell you, not gay. I'm talking pussies and pansies and people who don't live their lives to the fullest. And you just look at it like that is the coolest thing. And, and so what was really cool is that last second where, last five seconds where all of a sudden the, the moon just blots it out. And then it's pitch black. You're like, wow, or not pitch black, but very dark. And then the other thing is when the moon starts to move away and then the sun just like this laser of light off to the right, just, it just starts lighting up again. You're like, whoa. And man, that was the coolest thing. I, I probably in two decades I've seen. I now, Canyonlands National Park, that that's amazing. Uh, Highway 93 from Banff to, uh, Jasper National Park, that's amazing. But in terms of, like, events, you know, not things that are always there. Oh, man, am I glad I went down to see it. I'm so glad I went down, and I'm glad that I got to the path of totality. Because if you didn't get the full blot out, a lot of people, oh, yeah, I saw it. Like, yeah, we were up north a little bit. It was like an 85% eclipse. You don't get that sun still is so bright. It kind of, like, you don't get the full effect. But that five seconds before and the five seconds after the, the full eclipse. And the full eclipse is cool. It's, it's cool as hell. It's just cool as hell. You're like, wow, you know. I only see that on TV or, or science fiction shows. Uh, then it moves on. Um, but yeah, it, it was totally worth it. And then it was kind of funny because I knew DT from BlackBrigade.org, which you guys should all tune into because now he's podcasting regularly again. Uh, he, he called. Now, I don't know if you know this about DT. DT doesn't like fun. He doesn't like friends. He doesn't like anything, frankly. He's very anti-anything positive. He is a, a true pessimist. He is true. If there was an Eeyore in male nerd geek, uh, engineering form, this would be it. And he, he texted me. He's like, hey, where you at? And, and I had to find out whether or not his account had been hacked because, you know, he never initiates conversation. You, you, this is, if you want to talk to DT, you got to pull the teeth out of him. And, oh, yeah, we're up here. We're down in Columbus. We're racing to catch it and this and that. And he, if you tune into it, he'll tell you a bit more of a, of a heroic because they had to chase it. They were, they were, uh, they were not, uh, they weren't, they didn't have as good viewing as they, they had to outrun a rain cloud and they got and they got to see it and then he called and i'm like well we're up on highway 35 where you oh we got stuck in traffic da, da, da. so the story the, the the eclipse was totally worth it that's the story of the eclipse but let me tell you about the old claremeister and, and, and why i'm why why i knew a lot of logistics had to go into this now you're gonna have to read between the lines on this article Okay. Now, this is from uh, St. Joseph's uh, CBC News. So this comes from Canada, but you can look this up. 
Rain clouds don't dampen eclipse excitement in Missouri. Lie! Lie, 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 lie. Liar! Liars! People from all over the world converge Monday on St. Joseph, Missouri, a town nestled along the Missouri River just north of Kansas City to watch an event that many said comes once in a lifetime, a total solar eclipse. Instead of the expected and usual sunny August day in the city of 77,000, the thousands of thousands who gathered at Rosecrans Memorial Airport on the edge of town got cloud cover and nearby thunderstorms. All right, that's it. That, that's, that's what you need to know. Now, the rest of the article, which I'm not going to bore you, written by Nicole Mortillero, uh, a hideously ugly woman who would only be hired on an affirmative action case by a government media entity. She is going to now spend the remaining 80% of the article lying to you about, well, you know, there was some some people saw peaks through the clouds, and, and, and you know what? It was more about the community again. No, no. They got rained out. They got rained out. The sheep who all decide to go to St. Joseph because they can't think more than one step ahead in a chess game, they got rained out. Now, Casper got to see it, and, and Knoxville and all these other places got to see it. But these people, these sheep, and I'm going to tell you why they're sheep later on, they blew hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars to get hotel rooms, and they were sold out. St. Joseph's was sold out three weeks before the, uh, the solar eclipse began. So all the sheep descend upon say all of them are willing to pay all this money. Not one of them asks, hey, what if it rains? <laughs> and the old captain was ready. The old captain was ready. Like, I'm not paying those hotel prices. I'm going to stay with my buddy. And I am willing to go wherever the weather and the traffic dictate I got to go. I don't control these variables. I will have to adapt. But these sheep... These very, all the way from Canada, all the way south to Texas, they all converged on St. Joseph's, Missouri. I don't know why they didn't spread it out a little bit. I don't know where the father figure, fatherly wisdom, Ward Cleaver came in and said, hey, you know what? There might be some rain. More people were descending on this path of totality than there were soldiers descending on the Omaha beachhead. And, and I don't know if you knew this about history, but, you know, Eisenhower and the Allies were kind of concerned about weather on D-Day. And so all these, and I love it when sheep get punished. I love it when millions of then not-so-middle-aged broads just worshipped at the teat of Oprah and swallowed whole the lies and propaganda and the feel-goods only to have the remainder Four or five decades of their lives completely ruined. I love it when millennials, like the sheep they are, borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars to go into debt, to never to get a worthless piece of paper, and they vote for Obama to basically jack up their insurance costs so that these young people can be enslaved to the older people that didn't keep themselves in shape. I love it when the sheep punish themselves and suffer very sheep-like, you know, uh, punishments. <laughs> and all you morons, all you idiots that went to St. Joseph's and sat there and parked there, we're going to go, like, these are the people, <clears throat> these are the same people that go to the fair, you know, they go to the state fair. These are the same people that wait in line to get into a concert. These, these are your, your normie, normiest of normies that ever normed these are these are your your eh, they can drive. <clears throat> They're not fully retarded. 
you know, like 90 to 105, those type of people, they do what's popular, they get excited cheering on some other team, they're the greens and the blues, that's a historical reference for those of you familiar with the Byzantine Empire, which most of you normies aren't, that's an insult for you normies, but none of you normies listen to this because it's a very high IQ show. They got there as the herd they were, like the lemmings, and they got screwed. They got screwed, not only out of money and time, but they got screwed out of a once in a lifetime. And if they only drove, only drove 10 miles to the east, or they at least were versatile, they didn't anchor, get a hotel, we're going to go to the park, then they would have they would have seen a once in a lifetime experience. They would have seen a once in a lifetime opportunity. But they didn't because you're sheep, because you're morons, because you're idiots. Now, I am not a sheep nor a moron, nor is the GF. And now I'm going to tell you an amazing story of intelligence, deft, uh, clever uh, uh, maneuvering. Uh, uh, Countering, thinking three or four steps ahead. I know that's impossible for you, Normie Sheep, because what I knew was going to happen, because I am Aaron Cleary. I'm not an idiot. I said, there's going to be a bunch of these sheep getting on the road, driving like the slow dipshits they are, because Iowa is north of Missouri. And and if you think Minnesotans and Wisconsiners are dumb and slow when it comes to driving, oh, just wait till you get to Iowa. But Minnesotans are pretty dumb and stupid, too, because they didn't, I don't know where we're going. I was so hard to navigate. So the solar eclipse doesn't end. But the the total eclipse, you know, all of a sudden the sun comes out on the other side. It opens up kind of like the Indiana Jones when he puts the staff of Ryan and then like this music is playing. And the light comes out. You're like, wow, it was really cool. Uh, that's what the sun next comes out like that. And you're like, you know, oh, that's really neat. And all of a sudden, I immediately start thinking, okay, we got to get out of here. We've got to get ahead of the sheep. Now, the problem was is that we were in the dead center of the path of totality. So there was half the sheep on the north of us, half the sheep. Half the sheep to the north of us, half the sheep to the south. Here I am, stuck in the middle of you. I'm like, we got to go. There was just one problem. I didn't want to interrupt our host, but our host looked in his garage. He's got a 72 Mach 1 Mustang, which is the car that I want. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And I, it was literally like, yeah, yeah, solar eclipse is done. All right, hey, you, what, what's, what's the deal with this? So he was showing us, taking pictures, looking get on my back, getting underneath there, not thinking, oh, wait, they got black widows in Kansas. And I, because I, I, it, it was looking like, okay, maybe, and I got a mechanic buddy, and so I, I, I was definitely interested in this car. And so I'm taking pictures, da, 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 and I say, all right, dear, we have to go. And uh, and not this long goodbye bullshit. Ah, we got to go. And then a 15-minute conversation ensues. No. We got to go now. Say bye to everybody. And hey, nice. Thank you very much, Nick. Hey, nice to host, to host you. Hey, still interested in the car. Give me a call when it's ready. <clears throat> we get in the car. And then I say, girlfriend, 
You are the navigator. Get on the navigation. And sure enough, sure enough, the sheep are already starting to line up. We're in this middle of nowhere part of Missouri. And there's already cars starting to queue up on, on parking lots and stop. People are stopping on the side of the road looking up with the lawn chairs. And I'm like, hmm, what does 35 look like? She says, it's, there's like some spots starting to back up. And I'm like, nope. Highway 69 and Highway 13, was it? Those are our friends. The old, the old interstate before they put in Highway 35. And so what ended up occurring is this brilliant maverick and goose, like navigator pilot type of thing. I'm like, talk to me, goose, because she has a, the other thing on top of me being a male, and males just drive better than females. I'm only half kidding there. Men actually are better drivers than women. Please look it up. Um... She, her phone had way better reception than me. I could, I, I have like T-Mobile. It's, it's coverage is not that good. And she's like, okay, let's go up here. We're going to go up there. And, and, and what we had to do is this, this glut of sheep from Minnesota. We're starting to dump out onto the interstate, uh, south of Bethany. I don't know if that was Iowa or Missouri still, but we had to get ahead of this, glut of feces that was slowly making its way through the lower intestines of the U.S. and Iowa's highway system. And what I could not believe is the occasional time we get on 35, we'd be chumma-chumming up north. Things would be going well. She's like, okay, it's slowing down up here in about three miles. I'm like, give me an out. It's like, okay, your exit's here. Uh, we're going we're gonna to bypass up on here, and we're going to re-enter up here. What I could not believe is how even when the road, the, the, the alternative, Highway 69, Highway 13, and Highway 65, would run parallel to Highway 35. And you could see that the people on these old county highways or old U.S. highways were passing the stuck, the, the, the gridlock traffic on Highway 35W on the interstate. You could see it. The sheep, the Minnesota sheep, proving once again that they were too stupid to think about weather in St. Joseph's. They are too stupid to grab their phones and look for an alternative. They're too dumb to make a move. And I'd be sitting on the interstate just waiting to get off. And, I, and sure enough, this traffic would be, and not even populated, not even a traffic. You see traffic just flying by 60, 65 miles an hour on, the, on these uh, alternative roads. And we slowly but surely battled our way beyond the sheep. We got way ahead of the sheep. Ended up taking Highway 69, came in from the south end of, of Des Moines. Look it up, Atham. And what I wanted to do, and I just wanted to, I, I wanted to make sure that the normies, that the commoners behind me were suffering. So just as much as having the GF look at traffic ahead of us to make sure that we could avoid and dodge and duck, uh, I said, what's traffic look like behind us? He said, oh, man, it's getting worse. <laughs> Just a solid red line from Bethany all the way down to St. Uh, not St. Joseph's. Um, St. Joseph's was to the um, to the west, but it was just it started green, then it was yellow, then it was orange, then it was red. Some places started getting maroon because all you stupid Minnesota sheep. I'm gonna vote for Dayton because Dayton is the name I recognize in Dayton. It's always served as Dayton, 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 Dayton. Oh. Which, uh, he played on, on Saturday Night Live? Whatever his name is? Oh, I Because he's funny. I saw him on TV in the 80s. 
He did Stuart Smalley. I want to make him our senator. <laughs> All you sheep got exactly what you deserved. And so we it wasn't as fast as we could have made at home. What I should have done, I, I knew it was going to be a battle getting up north. I was thinking, oh, maybe we should just take Highway 169. Because that was the old highway that uh, predated uh, 35W. 169 goes all the way from, what is it, Tulsa, all the way north to, what is it, Brainerd or something like that? Anyway, it, it, it's just this highway. And then I would have gotten to see, like, old little towns. I could have poked my head in, looked at, like, you know, antique stores. Like, yeah, is there something old and cool in World War IIZ here? Is there something Americana-ish that I... I know you guys mock and laugh at me, but no, that's what I'm going to do. I got my month-long motorcycle ride coming up, and I'm just I'm just going to wander through different little towns. And I've been taking an interest in antique stores, not because I like antiquing, but I just kind of like looking at, at um, like, old stuff. Oh, here's something. This is kind of neat. Who owned this? Why did they own this? This is kind of clever. I'm not going to buy anything myself. I... Don't, I don't want to have a, you know, every once in a while I find like a little something that I think is really cool. But you walk in, it's like, oh, this is what America was like 50 years ago. Small, and they're dirt cheap. These people, they got junk. They, no one goes through these small towns. They're all, they're all stuck with the, bah, bah, path of totality, St. Joseph's, bah, bah. They're stuck on the interstate. So I'm going through these little towns, you know, little Dive bars, VFWs, <laughs> antique stores, a lot of ice cream stores are somewhere for some reason. And I was going to go one second, but I didn't. Have, we ended up going more of a of a an eastern route. But even battling it up that way, and there was some some people got ahead. You can see a lot of Minnesota plates. We got to Lincolnville or Lenola or some place south of Des Moines. And sure enough, you sheep lined up. I, I hope to God one of you are listening. I'm not joking. There was a two-mile line. Two miles. Straight south. You could tell everybody was starting to, like, re-enter the Des Moines uh, uh, metro area. And I, all of a sudden, it just, it just comes to a stop. I'm like, girlfriend? She's like, hang a left up here. And we hang a left. We shoot up north. We go up. Boom. We're, I'm like, how do you people not look this up? How do you people just stay on the road? How do you people line up and queue up every day to commute? I mean, it did I know you're not that intelligent. I, I'm, I'm being deadly serious. I know most of you aren't that intelligent. <clears throat> but is it also the conditioning you've received? Like, line up, stand in line to get on the bus. Stand and wait in this bus or sit in this bus for another hour as we drag you to another place where you just sit and wait. Like basically from 5 to 22, you're taught to get up, queue up, and wait. Eh, there might be an education in there somewhere. Yeah, you might do something. But you just you just get up, move here, sit and wait. Get up now, move here, and sit and wait. And you're not really learning. I mean, sit and wait, I mean you're sitting in class. Get up, sit in this bus and wait. Now get up, go home, and, 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 and wait some more. Right, get up and do it all over again. And then after like 17 years, K through college, and then they then you're conditioned. Then you're trained to, to, to really sit up and queue and wait. Sit here at this metered entrance ramp to the interstate. Get up, now, now go, go your 500 yards. Now sit and wait on the interstate. All right, now go and park your car and sit and wait. Now get inside your office. Hey, guess what? 
sit there and do some mind numbness BS, but you're basically just sitting. And as far as I can tell, you guys are just trained to sit and wait. Sit and wait for your death as far as, as far as my logic takes me. That's all you commoners and sheep are trained to do. You are trained to sit and wait. That's your life. That's your life. And I'm, I, I mean, not to rehash the old, what is the point and purpose of life? Hey, let's get out there. Hey, let's go ride motorcycles. But I, I really wonder what percentage of you are even capable of having an independent thought now. Because one, you're very common. You're, you're not that smart. And then two, you've had this conditioning all your life. I, I would call it brainwashing. Certainly some aspects of college and, and school and, and even work are brainwashing. But then just the row rehearsal, the day in, day out, that you, once you have a kid or you take on a mortgage or you get student loans or credit card loans or car loans, now you're financially tethered to this sit and wait life. That, do any of you, on the off chance a normie, one of you commoners are listening to this show, could, for the benefit of my normal listeners who view you more as like a phenomenon like, how the hell, man? How the hell? I'm being serious. Can, can one of you normies, <clears throat> if you could get past this abrasive condemnation of your utter wasting of life, which is what you're doing, can you explain to us smarter people? To And you don't even have to be smart, just independent-minded people. People are like out there going, we got some people who aren't, maybe, not, maybe they don't have IQs of 175. Or maybe they're not Captain Ben. Uh, but you do have an independent thought. I mean, we got those guys. And you know what? We'll take them. We'll take those over you conformist normies every day, any day. Even the conformist intelligent normies. But, but for those of you who got stuck on the interstate, I have a... I, just explain to me why. What's your thought process? Well, I, I mean, is it you don't think more than one step ahead? Hey, Ma, there are going to be one of them there solar eclipses down in Missouri. Let's go. Where it's very obvious to go, and vacancies are very low, and we'll fork over eight Augustus So what's it You only live once, YOLO, haha. My son taught me that. That's parlance. Well, you guys wouldn't use the word parlance. That's a saying that kids use on the internet. It means you only live once, so let's piss away my 401k and go there. We don't need to eat. I can I can I can be late on my credit card pay. I'll just not pay the credit card this month at its 24% interest rate. It'll be because you only live once. Dear, get the children we already can't afford. Put them in the car, the SUV that you insisted we buy but we can't afford, and let's drive down and get a hotel that we certainly can't afford at $800 a night. Oh, darn, who could have thought that rain may have played a role in celestial viewing, which, of course, you guys wouldn't use the phrase celestial viewing or celestial. What, and then, and then, oh, yay, sheep. Oh, look at all the other sheep. They got lawn chairs, and we're all fat and overweight. It's like the Minnesota State Fair minus the food or the transportation mechanisms to get the F out of here. And then did you wait for it to fully be done with the eclipse? Now it is time to go. And and then when you see the red lights of, of brake lights, the sea of lights ahead of you, miles as far as the eye can see, did, did you learn 
or are you so conditioned by that? Well, you know, this is what the price we pay for. <sighs> Does that piece of your brain just tune on? <sighs> like you're in a coma? Like you had a lobotomy? And all you can do is really drive? That's all your brain? <sighs> oh, you gotta get gas. There's a cue for gas. <laughs> Thank God we got a fuel efficient car. There was a couple of gas. Hey, we need some gas. Oh, wait, no, not that one. Nope. Nope. Not with the RVs. Nope. We are not going to that gas station where the RVs are queued up to get gas. Hell no. We walked into a couple quick trips. QTs. Not the quick trips in northern Minnesota or Iowa. That's that's different. There's a QT. They sell Rooster Booster Light. That's my favorite power drink. It's great. Just great. Tastes like strawberry. Reminds you of when you were a kid in the 70s, when you were allowed to be a kid. <laughs> and I'd, I'd see the QT and, oh, hey, well, we could get gas here. So we get gas there. I was like, let's go and get some food and, you know, get some, some rooster booster light. You walk in and there's all the, the open mouth gaping sheep lined up. Lined up! Completely clueless that the more time you spend in line than that undigested piece of feces of Minnesota drivers is slowly making its way up Highway 35 and you guys stay ahead of that. Ah, I'm kind of hungry now. And it's the difference between getting home at 7 or 8 p.m. Well, it wasn't. It was 6 hours, 1. 7 is the earliest. 8 was about the best you could hope for. 8 was about the best you could hope for. I think we got back at about 9. Um, that's the difference between getting home at a regular hour and then some people, I guarantee you, they didn't get home until like 1 or 2 in the in the morning. Because you're sheep. Because you're sheep. You don't think. Please, I, again, for me, viewing you as a zoo animal, viewing you as this, this oddity, this curiosity, explain to me. Is it just no thought that goes into it? Is it just... You've given up? You, you've thrown your hands to the fates? You don't make a move? You don't look at the phone? You don't have any self-respect? Does it not dawn on you? Do you think you're stuck in this path in life? It, you, it never thinks for, oh, you're in the Truman Show? Well, at least the Truman Show, he thought that maybe there was something else out there. Do you not ask these questions? Because, man, it would go, it'd sure go a long way explaining why I just can't get along with the vast majority of people. Yo, that's kind of kind of... Shut the fuck up. This is true. Oh, you think you're kind of arrogant and cocky writing that, but... No, I'm not arrogant and cocky. I just dared write a book about IQ and what the problem... And then there's a lot of high IQ people that really appreciate it. Because this is true. We got to deal with you idiots. We have to deal with you morons. And, and whereas, again, I'm not, not running any business now, but whereas in the future, if any one of my revenue streams goes down, and I have the time, that's the other thing. I just plain don't have time. I have a bunch of business ideas. I just don't have time. And, and I'm, I got to scale back. I got to take things easy. Um, but whereas any future business idea is going to capitalize on new normies, I understand that. I, I, that, I appreciate that. There's an opportunity for normies and sheep. You all want lies. You all want to be told what you want to hear. I have the formula. I finally figured it out. I reversed engineered it. You just want to be told what you want to hear because it feels good. Got it. 
Hey, take this pill and you'll lose weight. Hey, you know what? You don't need to work out to impress women because MGTOW. I, I understand what the inferior people want and I am more than willing to sell them that. But at the same time, you're such a huge percentage of the population, you inevitably get in our way. Namely on the highways. Thank God for the internet. We don't need to drive on the interstate anymore to work. Oh, you guys do. You guys do. You sheep, you conformists do. Those of us with a little bit of self-respect, and frankly, those of us who didn't fuck up in life, we, we get to make the monies from home. Or oh, we don't even have to make that much monies. We just spend less than we make because you sheep buy it all. People having shirts for the solar eclipse. I got a solar eclipse shirt. Yay. I bought a shirt in solar eclipse. I did save my glasses though. I did have my viewing glasses and I put that into the box of mementos. Box is, the box is still the same size. You know, I just put little things, little things that when I'm older, can look at it in the nursing home as I'm watching Bonanza and all the old uh, Western shows. I'll say, oh, that's what I missed out on. Be plenty of time to watch TV in the, in the nursing home, guys. Plenty of time. I know, you guys all watching Game of Thrones. Have you watched Breaking Bad? No, I'll watch that when I can't walk. That's when I'll watch Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or the new Laura Palmer show. This is some wonderful cherry pie. Can I get some coffee? I'll, I'll, that's when I will watch TV is when I'm in a nursing home and I can't walk. Although I don't think I'll be put in a nursing home. I'll put a bullet in my goddamn head before I go to a nurse. It depends. Like if I'm with it and I'm cool, it's just happening. I'm, I'm, I'm paralyzed or I got bad arthritis or whatever. Ah, okay, you know. As long as there's some interesting people. Hey, how you doing, Bill? Yeah, you want to watch Bonanza? Yeah, let's watch Bonanza. Hang on, I'm going to... I'll still be that guy. I'm not going to have nobody... If I think that's it. If I got to have a bedpan changed, no. No way. Nope. Mm -mm. Bullet in the head. Or I'll use to learn my use my crutches. I'll just walk on my hands. I'll take a shit myself. Thank you very much. <clears throat> and then we we'll go watch Bonanza. Then we watch uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, is this what I missed out on? Oh yeah. Oh hey, here's this guy, Freuben Miller, whatever his name is. Uh, he uh, he he was a nerdy uh, professor teacher guy. And he got cancer, and then, oh, look, he, he alphaed up. Say my name. I don't even know any, I don't even know the guy's name. Heisenberg? Heisenberg. That's his, Heisenberg. Say my name. Never saw that episode. I just know that's what they say. Oh, Aaron, you'd like that. Oh, you watch Walking Dead? No! No, I have not watched Walking Dead. You're a lot like Negan. Yeah, I looked him up. I am a lot like Negan. I don't need to watch 18 hours of show of zombies walking around and people killing them with clubs. They're already dead. Didn't you know? Shut up! Speaking of which, hang on. I am going to get a rooster booster. Like, hang on. There we go. And you know what? I'm going to get my vitamins too. Can you guys hear that? Got to take these vitamins for my high cholesterol. Got to go into the doc. Doc says, hey... They could put you on Lipitor. I was like, dude, I'm not even 50 yet. What the hell is this shit? You see people dying of stroke or they stroke out and they're not dead. They're just sitting there, good, good, good. Hell no. You can't even bump yourself off. Thank God I got 
including Will for that. Girlfriend is, I guess nobody really likes to talk about death. I do, because I, I, my dad worked at a nursing home and I saw that shit. I'm like, no way, no, no. Bumping me off. But most people, they, who are sane and have a heart. Girlfriend's real sweet, though, like, I said, don't worry, you don't have to worry about the living will. Why? So you're not on it. She's on the will. Like, the money will. But then there's the living will. Like, hey, what do you do with my body? I don't know what to do with it myself. <clears throat> she says, you don't trust me? I'm like, you're too nice. You're too sweet. You will pull the trigger. I got three people, three sort of friends, <laughs> who would all love to pull the trigger. <laughs> And the last one, the last one's my lawyer. God bless her. God bless her. <clears throat> she listens to Guar. She's like this no-nonsense, no-bullshit, you know. Like, she's like, she has no problem doing a mercy killing. No problem. I mean, she feel bad that it has to be done, but I'm like, you, you'll take, oh, honey, sweetheart, don't worry. I'll, I'll take you out. I will gladly make sure you get to Oregon and they euthanize you. So, uh, let's do a little bit of sponsors here. I'm going to do them all. I'm going to do them all. All right, we have. What do we got? Damn it, I'm not even breaking these apart no more. Fentanyl. You guys hear about that? 20 pounds of fentanyl found in New York. Cop says it's enough to wipe out two-thirds of the population. That's that drug that's 10,000 times more potent than uh, heroin. Turns into, damn well turns into like anthrax at that time, like a chemical weapon. All right, that's not a sponsor. I just saw that. That's a, I'm going to take that off the notes. I don't need to put that. I just found it interesting. All right. If you need to contact the, uh, the captain directly, remember we got the Praxy app. You can download the Praxy app on your phone, uh, Android or iTunes. You look up Asshole Consulting, and uh, it's uh, you enter your credit card number and all that. It's legit. Don't worry. You're not going to be hacked. Unless that company's hacked, then you will be hacked. Uh, but if you need to contact me in an emergency asshole consulting situation, consider getting the Praxy app. You basically could call me. And it's basically, essentially it's a one nine hundred number. Uh, so it's $2 a minute because my time is very precious to me. And um, have, ergo, have your question at the ready. Let's not dick around. I don't want to charge you more than is necessary. Uh, we could do FaceTime, but if you... It's not that we could do FaceTime. You can... Praxy allows you to you know, have a, a FaceTime-like app where you can actually see each other and talk. But if you do video... You have to have really good internet, and then sometimes the... It, it, so in other words, just call me. Just do the audio only. It's, it's a lot easier that way. In any case, whether you want to use it, or you could offer your services on Praxy, whether you're a tradesman, you're a plumber, you're a mechanic, or for whatever reason people want to contact you, you know, you happen to be a micro-internet celebrity and your fans want to talk to you, it's a great app to get, whether you're a user or, or a customer. So look at Praxy, P-R-A-X-E-Y. Uh, check it out there. The Real Mark Baxter. Check out Mark Baxter at realmarkbaxter.com. He's grown by leaps and bounds. He's a professional. I was talking to him not too long ago. Well, talk, by which talk I mean we're texting each other. And he's like, yeah, I got to get back to work. <laughs> I, I say, yeah, it's not. You think it's great being self-employed, and it is, until you realize, well, there ain't nobody here. And first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get the hell out of my office. I'm gonna go to a different. I'm gonna go to a different gym to work out because I yeah you gotta 
you got to get out. You got to get out your house. I remember coming back last night. And I get home, and I was like so happy down in Kansas City. I get here, I'm like, shit. It's this fucking place again. And it's home. I like it. Like, if I'm away from home for like two months, oh, I can't wait to get back home to the WBL. But I've been here. I, I told myself I'd relax and enjoy summer in Minnesota, which is nice. But I just, I, I got to get out of here. I don't care to see this desk for at least another month. I'm going to ride my bike in small little towns and uh and and look at at uh at uh, trinkets over at little antique stores that are rarely visited. I'm going to go get a bunch of cash and I'm going to buy little trinkets or something that ah yeah, this is nice. Uh so anyway, check out the real Mark Baxter at realmarkbaxter.com. Podcast and blog. Uh did you get your nose hairs trimmers? No. Why? Well, I'm lazy and procrastinating and reasons. Oh, those aren't reasons. Make yourself, make your life a lot easier. Just get your nose hairs trimmers. I had to pull a couple out of my nose while driving across Iowa. Girlfriend looks up, you got some nose hair. I'm like, dang it. Forgot to trim my nose. And then you pull in and yank them out. And then they come out and you wince and you cry. Uh, because it directly connects to your, your tear ducts. Uh, don't go through that. Get your nose hairs trimmers through my Amazon affiliate program. Matter of fact, get all your crap through my Amazon affiliate program. Do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. Do not go to Amazon. You have to go to my blog, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. That then takes you to Amazon, but it provides Amazon with a little bit of a code and the URL that says, hey, this came from Cappy, so that whatever you buy, the old captain gets a, uh, well, it used to be 7%. Now they change it based on you know, what it is. Sometimes it's a 2%, sometimes it's a 7%. It all depends. Like all the other online uh, companies, they're whittling things down so they can make more money. Google just demonetized like two-thirds of my videos. And I've, I've given up. It's not worth fighting for like 50 to 100 bucks a month. I'm not, I'm not bothering uh, doing that. Although my VidMe, uh, I am starting to upload VidMe videos more often uh, because... VidMe, for whatever reason, says, oh, okay, you've been approved. I'm like, I thought you guys rejected me three months ago. You said, oh, no, we don't, we don't want your application. Now you're all said, oh, what? You realize that, that, that the news about Google demonetizing everybody, that was an opportunity for you to, like, capture a lot of that market. But, no, you guys had to have your typical social justice warrior left. You don't like that. I know, I know business schools and colleges and the preponderance of all the education system has told you that being a good liberal, being a good leftist, and governing other people's speech and virtue signaling is more important than money. But the real world is that money is more important than anything else because it's not that money is evil, and I know you've, you've leftists have been brainwashed to think that money is evil. Money is your time. It's not a representation of your time. It's not sort of like time. It's not analogous to time. It is your time manifested in physical, real medium by which you traded for other people's time for their labor and services. That is how the economy grows. I know this is very complicated for you normies who are still stuck down in St. Joe's. But but for those of you who here, you you do know that, that money is your time. It is your life. Forgot where I was going with this, but give me some of your time and money, 
Actually, you don't have to give me some of your time and money. That's the great thing about the Amazon affiliate program. It doesn't cost you anything more. The price is still going to be the same. It's just if you go through my Amazon affiliate program, I make more money. And it doesn't cost you anything more. So consider doing that. Do all your online shopping. Get into the habit, the good habit, going through my Amazon affiliate program. We have my books. Reconnaissance Man. If you don't know what you want to do, if you are apprehensive of going to college, if you have a kid that's apprehensive of going to college, you don't know what you want to do in life, get the book Reconnaissance Man. If you don't know whether you'd like to buy it or not, I'm starting to upload some segments more religiously than I have before. Uh, Excerpts from the book Reconnaissance Man and among my other books on my YouTube channel. So you can check it out there, but go buy that book. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That's for black men who are in poverty who demand better. You're not going to sit here and piss away your life sitting on Highway 35 with the rest of the sheep. You want to be better than not just your average black man, but every man. So uh, for any black gentleman, and Hispanics can read it too, but again, it's tailored more towards the black community. If you want to be alongside the good old captain, well, we're, we're getting ahead of that undigested piece of fecal material going up Highway 3. You want to get above the sheep and the normies. Let's go. Let's go bird strike. da 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 Eddie Izzard quote, get the black man's guide out of poverty. And I'm not joking. Become elite. Become join one. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the top. Not like you got to be white or Asian to be at the top. Get that book. There's your roadmap to getting to the top. Bachelor Pad Economics, that's for every guy out there. Any gal's brave enough to read it. That is the financial advice Bible for men. It will carry you from four years, well, not four, 14 to death. Let's say that, 14 to death. So if you are between the ages of 14 and death, get that book. Uh, It will be worth the money you drop on it. Worthless, the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Enjoy the decline. I think a lot of leftists are buying that now because Trump is, (laughs) he's, I don't care. I I truly am enjoying the decline. I, I, I do not like Trump that much. I've always been lukewarm to Trump. And I don't care what he does. As long as he keeps pissing off the leftists. That's my standard for the president now. As long as he ruins leftist days and makes them angry. That's all I care. Uh, Curse of the high IQ. That's for all you smart people out there. That's for everybody listening. That's for all of you. They're available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. Except for the black man's got out of poverty. Because again, I am racist. Uh, but if you would be kind of, if you have bought them, please do a review of them online on Amazon. That helps them sell. Uh, I really would appreciate that if you go ahead and read And then just tell family, friends, and other people about them. We'll go on. We have other people's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. Adam Piggott's back. He's finally back. Hang on. i scratch my head, take off the headphones. There we go. He had a great podcast, um, about moving and living in Holland, but then also the uh, the nice guy episode. You guys got to tune into that one. That was hilarious. Honest to God, what the fuck are they doing out there? Is the goddamn truck like right up against my house? Almost. I can't. <laughs> you can't make it up. I'm not joking. I just stepped outside. There's a big crane, and he's using the crane to break apart. The concrete curbs. I know they got to do it. I know. But I let me tell you about the place I'm going to get in South Dakota. It's going to be this empty, flat piece of land 
far removed, far removed, or at least the house will be far removed from Highway 44. And it's going to be by the airport. So I can fly into Rapid City, never drive across that state again. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk to my little hut where I got my pole barn set up and my Mach 1 Mustang. And I don't care if they go out there and they start smashing apart concrete or curbs or sidewalks. I'm just... I'm not a big guy for like, hey, it's got to be quiet in my neighborhood like I'm some prissy suburbanite bitch. Can you hear that? The house is shaking. The house is shaking. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, Adam Piggott. Tune into his pod. He's pushingrobertdownhill.com. Tune into his podcast. Get the nice guy episode. It was just funny. Me and the GF were listening to that on the way back down to uh, Kansas City. Uh, he also has two books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. Uh, and you can visit his website, pushingrubberdownhill.com. Carrie Lutz's book, Viral Podcasting. If you'd like to become a podcaster, read that book first. Roll Tomasi's uh, Positive Masculinity. Uh, the Rational Mail. Go to rationalmail.com. You can find his book there. You go on Amazon. You can you can find it. You guys know how to find it. How do I find this? I'm not joking. I got these classes I teach online, and these people are, are asking me, how do I find this? And I'm like, it's 2017, and you, you don't know how to Google? I mean, I understand, like, oh, I, I teach a class, and this, I mean, you, you, you couldn't look that up? Uh, and then Marcus Brown's book, another book, nigga ain't gonna read. Ain't gonna read. Another book, niggas, not niggers, niggas, ain't gone, not going to, or gone, gone, read. Uh, I read it. It's uh, a book of woke. That's basically it. It's, it's the book of woke for uh, anyone in the black community. It is not as structured or detailed as the black man's got out of poverty. I think it is more of a social commentary and a, a philosophical call to wake people in the black community up, but speaks much more directly to the black community because it is written by a black man from the south side of Chicago. Uh, so if you guys, you guys know Marcus, I told you the story about him before going out to Ten Sleep Canyon, hasn't watched Die. it's just a weirdo, he's just a weirdo, we love him nonetheless. Everybody rolls their eyes at him, he goes, runs and does it, but he's doing well, he's doing well. But if you want to get his book, uh, go ahead and get that book. Uh, then we have my other book, Poor Richard's Retirement. If you don't have enough money saved up for retirement, which you don't, most of us don't. Get poor Richard's retirement. If it annoys you, if you're like, I haven't contributed to a 401k or an IRA, oh man, what am I going to Get that book. All right, it's available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. And um, it's just for the cheap price. It's an essay, so I didn't charge that much for it because I, I don't, you know, Bachelor Pad Economics, I charge like 25 I think, for it because it's thick. It's 500-odd pages. Poor Richard's retirement is short but sweet. And so it is a must-read for everybody. Please go ahead and get that book. You can find it on Amazon.com. Uh, we have Asshole Consulting. You guys all know that. You need a question that's very specific to you and, you know, you don't think one of my books or you don't think anybody else would be able to answer your question. You need some kind of elderly brother guidance or wisdom. Or you happen to be a company and just like, I want the truth. I don't want a Bain or McKinsey or Accenture to come in here with their slick dick, you know. The... the, the Deloitte and Touche, Bain, McKinsey, um, Accenture, Pete Mark, those consultants, 
Not only do they have their hair slicked over, they even slick over their pubes. That's how slick dick they are. They put they put uh, product in their pubes because they got to be that that well presented, that well groomed. Well, if you want to piss away your money on groomed people who are very average intelligence with an MBA, oh, you go hire them. If you allow me to curse and yell at you, so I don't have to dick around sucking your cock and kissing your ass and beating around the bush. We could get work done a lot quicker, and I'll turn your company around. You ever watch, like, Bar Rescue? That's me. Except for everything, not just bars. It's amazing how, like, if you just are allowed to tell... If I can go in, like, Google, and point out the emperor has no clothes, although they, they don't need me, they're making billions of dollars. But it's just like, hey, why don't you hire people based on their content of character and not the color of their vag? How about you do that? They, oh, no, that's because, again, virtue signaling in politics has been brainwashing in these modern-day generations to put that there's more important, it's more important to be political than to adhere to the reality of profit and finances. Anyway, so if you need a swift kick in the ass, or you just want an independent, third-party, bluntly honest assessment truth of your situation, whatever that may be, contact the old captain. You go to assholeconsulting.com. It is not... A charity had some dipshit kid. I didn't know you were going to charge. What? Flummoxes me to this day. Just looking like what? 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 Are you new? Have do you watch the show? Have you seen the show? What about the name you don't get? It's like watching into the walking into a strip club and you're shocked to see titties. You know? Oh my god! I didn't know there'd be nude girls here. What's going on? What else? Want to advertise on the podcast? You can like Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com. You can check out uh, Chad's accounting services by going to ElkinsCPA.com. It's not tax season, but don't wait for tax season. Have Chad take a look at your tax return. See if he couldn't have done better. Or if you have some financial questions, you need like another financial consultant advice type of person who's much nicer than me. Go to elkincpa.com and contact chat. Tell them the captain sent you. Conservativebrew.com. I love these guys. They send me pretty good coffee. Not the greatest coffee I've ever had, but their coffee is better, in my opinion. And I'm not saying because they send me free coffee. I'm telling you because this is the truth, in my opinion. Uh, their coffee is better than Black Rifle Coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. I'm very meh with Black Rifle Coffee. And I know you guys, oh, man, they're funny and they're like conservatives and they're... They're like military guys, and they do free to funny videos, and William Shatner started them. I'm not, yeah, absolutely. They're great guys. I, I would, I'd love to hang out with those guys. Uh, but try Conservative Brew. Like, if you're like, eh, it's, you know, what is it? Gunship, Silent Death, AK-47. I've tried them all. They're not that good. They really aren't. So try conservativebrew.com. Go to conservativebrew.com. I don't know, email them, say, yeah, the captain sent me. They basically send me free coffee. That's how they pay. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it's a good enough deal. Okay. It's $100 a month or free coffee. I'll, I'll take the free coffee. And so I do use the product and it is good. Um, but yeah, it doesn't beat, you know, going to a Dunn Brothers or a Caribou, which is the non-Starbucks coffees up here. And I know you conservative Republicans who you're going you're gonna to stick it to the leftist liberals. Oh, by the way, can I buy an Apple product? Oh, by the way, can I buy gas at Cisco? And by the way, can I get myself a, a, a Starbucks latte? But we're going to stick it to the system. The League. 
of Extraordinary Podcasters. Go to 405media.com. That's where John Grant and his pals all have a podcast station. A bunch of different podcasts. Not just mine is broadcasted there, but if you want to tune into other people's broadcasts, go to 405media.com. Obsidian Radio. Check out our good friend over in Philadelphia. Obsidian Radio on YouTube. Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network. We all know Uncle Carrie. We'll call him Uncle Carrie. Our big, lumbering, giant Jewish friend down in Florida. Carrie Lutz. Uh, FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Canto Talk. C-A-N-T-O. Canto Talk with Silvio Canto. He's not that big. He's taller than me, but then again, everybody's taller than me. Carrie's a giant, by the way. Carrie's very, very tall. Very big, tall gentleman. Uh, Sylvia's just normal height type of dude. Uh, but he is our Latino uncle down in Dallas, Texas. And if you happen to be interested in Latino politics, uh, or you know, because he keeps tabs on Venezuela, Colombia, not well, I'm sure Colombia too. But um, he has a lot of contacts who happen to be Latino, Hispanic, and they kind of say, "Hey, what's going on in Venezuela? Hey, what's going on in um, in Mexico? Hey, what's going on here?" So uh, he kind of has more of the uh, conservative Latino and Hispanic flair. You can find him on blogtalkradio.com. That's Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O. O'Shea Jackson, brother O'Shea. If you want to laugh your ass off, if you want the king of the black manosphere, go to black uh, negromanosphere.com. Sorry, that's his website. Or you can find O'Shea Jackson on YouTube. Just search O'Shea Jackson. <laughs> Just tune in. That's all you got to do is tune in. Uh, blowmeuptom.com. That's Tom Likas' uh, website. And Cynical Libertarian Society, check out the Cynical Libertarian Society at sinlibsoch.com. Just be prepared for even uh, more blunt, crass opinions and cursing and swearing. You think I'm jaded and pissed off. You haven't seen nothing yet. Academiccomposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com. If you either are looking for people to write your papers for liberal arts prereqs that have nothing to do with your classes, and you don't have time to write that bullshit, or... You yourself are looking for a location-independent job. You can go to academiccomposition.com. <clears throat> go ahead and become a writer. Or you can become a marketer. And if uh, it's not, neither job is glorious or fun, don't get excited. But it will allow you to work from wherever you want. If you're in a second or third world country where cost of living is very low, you could actually survive quite well out there. Uh, Jimfear138.blogspot.com. Jimfear138. .blogspot.com. He is the resident voice talent. If you need a book recorded, audio book recording, or if you need some kind of, any kind of voice acting work, contact Jim Fear, jimfear138.blogspot.com. Tell him the captain sent you. We got my two classes, the analysis, evaluation of stocks, um, and then stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. And then don't forget my two best of books, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserved. If you like reading my blog, but you don't want to go and sift through all the various thousands, literally thousands of posts, you just want the best, go get those two books, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserve. Those are available on Amazon.com. All right, going to do a little bit of fan I haven't had fan mail in a bit. Um, let me double check, make sure I don't have any fan mail on my other sites here. Sometimes it comes in. The cappy email. Sometimes it comes in on asshole consulting. What the hell? There we go. Do, 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 do. Oh, the great one himself has texted me a couple times. I get the notification. 
Aaron, are you just going through all your email now and deleting them? Yep. Boy, there's a lot of spam email. Did I have any article there? No, no, I could delete all these. That was a lengthy video. Do I have any? No, no, no. No, I guess there's no fan mail here. All right, I'll just go with the printed off ones I have here. <clears throat> Aaron, thank you for your thoroughly informed opinion and wisdom as usual. I'm also an avid reader of Jack Donovan and have read the very strongly re and have read and very strongly resonate with The Way of Men. Yeah, that's a good book. Good old Jack Donovan did a hell of a job with it. One thing I find very interesting is that you and Jack uh, both approach the issue of starting a tribe in similar manners. When asked, Jack Donovan says he actually doesn't know how to start a tribe, only that having one is an important part of being a man. But correct me if I'm wrong, you both take to the internet and make what can resemble a tribe digitally. Yeah, I, you're right. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and that's everybody does that. You form friends naturally, and you'll form digital uh, colleagues, circles of friends, tribes digitally. But that don't do you no good in a post-apocalyptic world. That's the whole reason I wanted to like form a militia, and not because oh, we're gonna get Obama and who dang diggly dangly. It's like no, I want to have. Uh, the the number one thing okay you could talk about gold and silver and and guns and bullets that's all true but the number one thing that's going to happen the number one thing that's going to be in demand in a post apocalyptic world is law and i don't mean cops or the military i'm saying whoever's got the most guns lays down the law and that does a couple things one it protects you uh two it, it protects you from other Tribes that are smaller than you, smaller armed people. Uh, but then three, it allows you to establish an economy saying, okay, here are the rules. And in post-apocalyptic world, it would be tyrant clearing, not democracy clearing. And you're, uh, what was it? There was a movie with, uh, not, not Jack Donovan. Who's the, uh, Ryan Donovan, Ray Donovan, and Daniel Craig. It was about these uh, Jews that had escaped into the forest that based on a true story where they had to survive in the in the forest and avoid the Nazis. And they basically had a village, small little village. And in those types of crisis emergencies, there's one leader. And then like these hunters, like Daniel Craig is the leader of the outfit. And this hunter saying, we, we demand more money. We demand more goods and da, da, da. We're doing all the work. And then Daniel Craig realizes, oh, if these guys take over, they're going to rape the women. It just puts a bullet right in the guy's head. <laughs> it was great. And that's what's necessary. There'd have to be law because with law, with protection, as evil and tyrannical as it would be, I have the biggest army and I'm the evilest Negan guy you ever met. At least there's order and structure. And now you guys can work. Now we have an economy. Now we can build resources. Now we can have a, a very good fort. Now we have protection. Now you guys can sleep at night. And now we can grow our crops. And now we can think about surviving and maybe down the road getting ourselves like back into the world of monarchy. I, I don't think I'd ever revisit democracy. <clears throat> if democracy results in the world nuking itself or whatever. But it, it'd be a, a non-nepotistic democracy. I would say you, you have to pick, pick your successor and train them in the art of selflessness efficiency, self-reliance, individualism, stuff like that. Um, 
but yeah, Digital Tribe is it's nice, but it's theoretical. The internet goes down. How am I gonna get Denver Ben to come help me, you know, cover my six at Fort Clary? It just you need people physically around nearby. But I, I I can't even get people to go get a beer, so let alone, hey, let's go train, you know, once a month. We learn how to clean and you know, survival skills and how to build forts and um you know, not even not even weapons. It's, not, it's like, how do we prevent disease? How do you clean water? No one's interested in that. Ergo, why I'm going to be a lone wolf. I, I It's really sad. I, I will be a lone wolf. At first, this may not be an issue, but when I looked at more closely, we could see that digital tribes lack many of the characteristics of normal ones, including security. Yeah, there you go. Besides the fact that many of these digital tribe members are more serious about typing out their ideas rather than acting on them, most of them wouldn't even be locationally close enough to either hang out with at a bar or collaborate in a situation similar to that of a nationwide collapse. Absolutely. From what I could see, no one has described how to gather people locally to rely on in the form of a tribe. I can tell you firsthand that when you are a- even able to get a congregation of guys to form into a group, as I am part of a member of a fraternity in college currently, there are too many lazy pussies to actually do anything productive or meaningful. Yeah, that's why you got to be a tyrant. That's like, you're going to do what I tell you or you're not going to eat. If you don't like that and dare challenge me, I have enough larger, better armed men who eat better than anybody else protecting me. Uh, And and they'll kill you. Starvation and thirst is a real motivator. It really is. Fuck you, because I I was there. (laughs) How cold is it? Fuck. It seems as if a number of factors, two of which include the almost global acceptance of laziness and a lack of testosterone in modern males, are major contributing factors. Outstanding observation, 100% correct. To fix this myself, I simply don't allow myself to be lazy. I work out and I eat a diet very conducive to testosterone production, but this doesn't solve the issue of other guys being lazy pussies. Nope. You do a lot of talking about how there are a few red pillars we can rely on and that we have to go lone wolf. But if we can learn anything from Jack Donovan, it is that lone wolves rarely survive. I'm sure that none of what I've written in this email is news to you, but I want—I just want you to know where I'm coming from. Do you think it's possible to make not a digital, to make a not digital tribe anymore? Are we all just that fucked? How much would a response cost? Thanks and sorry about the length, man. Um, I, I don't. Maybe I did charge him. Um, but I got. I hope I did email him back. This been. It's been sitting there. It's even got coffee stains on this paper. Um, yeah, but yeah, we're pretty much just all fucked. We are. Too much borrowed government money, too much debt, too much bailouts, too much production, too much economic growth, too much namby-pamby pussy shit. I'll, I'll tell you this. When I've gone out and met people uh, in the red pill world, I've done meetups and all that, I'm not even talking the readers of the fan. I'm talking the advocates. I'm talking your different bloggers, podcasters, your... Uh, your um, the content creators half those fuckers are fucking they they don't they wouldn't survive at all. None of them got jobs. They're like, oh my god, I lost my YouTube revenue. Um, how am I gonna live? And I'm like, I don't know. Do you have like a daytime gig? <clears throat> uh, people are out of shape. Um, it it's 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 disheartening. It's very sad because like in the early part of the the manosphere of the red pill world or the alternative media. You're like, oh, here's some people that think the same, and da, da, da. and and you think, you think, oh, they're like me, 
you know, they say that it's important to work out. They say it's important to have a job. They say it's important um, to, to do X, Y, and Z. And then you meet them and you realize they're keyboard jockeys. They're just capitalizing off of off of this off of this shit, and you know, love them or hate them, and I certainly disagree with them. But Matt Forney is kind of a perfect example of a guy who puts himself through the trials and tribulations. I know a lot of you guys don't like Matt Forney, but there's one thing to learn from Matt Forney. He actually goes out and does it. Can he lose weight? Yes. Should he lose weight? Yes, he absolutely should. Um, but he went out and hitchhiked across the country. He moved out to Hungary. Uh, he starves. You know, he doesn't have a lot of money. He's not making a, a ton of, uh, of dough. But for every one of him, there's one or two people who's just sitting there living in their mom's basement, uh, <clears throat> not not actively or aggressively pursuing employment, uh, not doing much to improve, and certainly not, oh, how do I clean an AR-15? How do I sight a rifle? Do, I mean, how many of you have bug-out bags? I got my bug-out bag. You know, how many of them got water purification systems? How many have iodine pills? How many of you know what iodine pills are for? You know, how many of you have a plan A and a plan B? Because I got a plan A and a plan B. And um, <clears throat> yeah, this you're you may think well, it is impossible. I'd say it's impossible. Look, if you can't get people to go get a beer with you, if you can't get people to go out and have conversation with you, uh, it's you're not going to get them. To train daily to the point you're going to have an effective tribe. But what I do think is going to happen, it, the point to create a tribe is when people are starving and they're desperate, and you could say, yeah, and something stupid like get a flag. We're tribe Clary. If you want to survive, you're going to join us, but you're going to do what I motherfucking tell you. And I think just having guns and water purification right there are the precious commodities that you might be able to start enrolling people. But they're not going to be in shape, but they'll be desperate. They'll man up real quick. You know, like these shows where they go and live on on an island and then they weigh in and then they weigh out. Oh, yeah, they lost it, but then they're all ripped and shredded. Uh, That's going to be a better teacher and a better convincer of people to get off their lazy ass. Especially when there's no electricity, you can't look at porn and you can't... uh, do your, your, your social media on your phone. <laughs> oh, so yeah. No, you're 100% right, dude. It's just kind of... It, it's sad and depressing, like in a future survival aspect, but it's also sad and depressing now. It's like, man, I can't even get you to show up to go on a boat to have fun. How am I going to get you to go and, and skin a deer? How am I, how am I going to get you to clean a rifle? How am I going to get you to go tackle that obstacle course or learn hand-to-hand combat finding or get jujitsu or so i i what so it's gonna be me it'll be me i don't know what i do see that's the thing because you need other people around i mean i got a plan it's to hit rivers going west and and different choke points like to get to a population where the population is, is sparse enough that i can live off of the land and not really run into anybody else Maybe volunteer and offer my services to a farmer like, look, I'll protect your land. I'll do a shift if you give me a place to sleep and let me eat some of your corn. Um, But then you're going to need a larger overriding goal. And I would probably like to go in. I'd, I'd like to take over the Black Hills. I'd like to be the king of the Black Hills, which may not be all that feasible because there's a lot of people out there. 
I might just be the king of Gettysburg. Not the Civil War battlefield. Look it up. It's in South Dakota. Dear Aaron, I am writing this email. In, I'm sitting on my balcony of the west coast of Ireland, basking in the sunshine after a day of surfing. Looking back at that email I'd sent you in 2015, I can honestly say that if I hadn't discovered your books and your YouTube channel, I would not be in this position. This uh, this fan mail is to remind all you people that claim I don't do anything. <clears throat> and this, this uh, asshole consulting is a fake job. I'll try to keep this short, but here it goes. I got an average leave cert. U.S. equivalent would be a GPA of 74%, I think. I went to the overpriced arts college. I paid 600 euro a month rent to live in a Marxist sweatbox that is Dublin. I discovered, as you said, that economics was an academic circle jerk and learning German was retarded. Well, they're all going to be speaking Arabic pretty soon. I spent my government funds, and then I dropped out after the first semester. I got a part-time job back in my hometown, started lifting, got my IQ tested with Mensa 140. I realized that I had no excuse not to commit to an engineering program. He spells it program me because he is part of the British Isles, not the United Kingdom. My high school GPA wasn't enough to get into engineering uh, through the typical route, but I visited some universities on the west coast of Ireland and talked to the admissions office. Oh, they like your money. They like your money. I got an opportunity to take a backdoor applied maths exam. I thought myself I taught I thought myself applied maths. No, you taught yourself. You taught yourself applied math and physics all summer while working at night. I passed and got accepted. Just got my first year results and I'm sitting on a 4.0 GPA. Awesome. Just applied to a year 2 scholarship. I now have a part-time job, a good social life, a nice apartment for half the price I paid in Dublin. After watching your video on cryptocurrencies last week, I have to agree that Ethereum is in a bubble, but that didn't stop me from making a small fortune after investing in it back in 2015. Uh, As a result of my newfound crypto funds, I'm going to send you across 34 bucks you had originally asked for the video. Sorry for being a spoiled entitled millennial cunt back in 2015. Hopefully you'll make a quick video sharing my story. I just want to let you know that you have genuine that you have genuinely had a massive positive impact on my life, and I'd like to thank you. I wish you all the best. If you're ever in Ireland, give me a message. I owe you a pint of Guinness. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, and I won't mention his name because he wants to be kept anonymous. Well, thank you very much. That goes into the Momento box. Do you guys have a Momento box full of fan mail? Aaron, I just recently listened to your podcast that you uploaded in June 23. What the hell now? God damn it. It's like I'm in a goddamn war zone. Aaron, I just recently listened to your podcast that you uploaded on June 23rd. You asked me about the purpose of a country club, but your question... No, you asked about the purpose of a country club, but your questions were probably rhetorical. Nevertheless, I do feel that you would find the answer interesting. I do, I do. I'm very interested in figuring out, you know, where do you go? In your YouTube video, The Manosphere Bar and Lounge, you expressed an idea that is actually not as original as it may seem, as you took ideas from the Kingsmen to devise an idealized bar and lounge. The creators of Kingsmen didn't simply grab their ideas from thin air either. They actually took them from what used to be known as a gentleman's club. Today, gentleman's club is synonymous with strip club, which is almost a microcosm of the degradation of the modern lazy pussy male. But gentlemen clubs, gentlemen's clubs used to actually be pretty much versions of the Kingsman Agency without all the guns and such. They were always much more prevalent in Britain than they were in the United States, even to the point that by the late 1800s, you were seen as sort of an outcast if you weren't part of one in Britain, but they still existed in the United States. 
They formed around people who probably would have been friends anyway, such as schoolmates and veterans. One of its main benefits was that men wouldn't just appear or men wouldn't just disappear after marriage as they would feel obliged to visit the club often as club matters were viewed with high importance. But men slowly devolved into what we see today, and you see the country club and the strip club replacing the gentleman's club. But the way I see it, history is proof that your idea, while maybe difficult to pull off in today's age, uh, isn't downright impossible. Many clubs were run through a system in which there were a specific number of members at all times, much like the Kingsmen, because they ran their clubs as registered businesses and had all the members own equal shares and spots on their executive boards. This way, the club wouldn't make any profit for an owner like clubs do today, so they weren't nearly as expensive as joining or even starting today's country club, and the members would decide everything about their club, much like when the men of the Kingsmen sat around their conference room and discussed important matters. See, now this think about that. Kind of like Sherlock Holmes, you know, when they made a Victorian era, and you got the Kingsmen and you'd go in. This is where I, this is the, the quiet part. This is my idea about a quiet bar. Or there'd be books and leather chairs, some burgundy up on the walls, uh, velvet, burgundy velvet. People would have smoking jackets. It'd be very quiet. You could discuss matters, private rooms, maybe a little bit of poker tables. And this existed. This existed. I said I just was born in the wrong time. I was born into the age of, come up, baby, light my fire. to do. If you ask me, the idea of a traditional gentleman's club does sound pretty cool, especially in the way you described it in your video. But because of the location issue we discussed in our last email exchange, it would be very difficult to pull off. But if, and this is a big if, as if most guys today are pretty lazy and reluctant to commit, a bunch of guys got together either online or in person and did reconnaissance to find the ideal spot for one such club, it could probably be done. Anyways, enough of my ramblings. I hope you find the time and patience to read this email and that you find it the least bit worth the time to have it read. Regards, Matt. Well, thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, that I do find that. But once again, very similar to um, the previous gentleman's email about forming a, a tribe. I just don't. Again, I can't get people. <laughs> I understand God. And these are good friends of mine. These are friends. They're going to bed. Their, their wifey poos won't let them out. Oh, I'm too busy with this. I'm too busy with that. I, I don't know how they live. I don't know how. <clears throat> I don't, and maybe, maybe I am a very needy person when it comes to intellectual stimulation and interaction with you. Maybe it's because I sit here in my office and I'm all cooped up and then I like, I got to get out. Meanwhile, people after they're stuck in an office in a commute, they got to get home and they don't want it. That could be it. But yeah, I, I think for the same reasons as enumerated, or is it elucidated? Is elucidate a word? Let's do a little vocabulary. Elucidate. I want to see if that means covered. No, we're not going to use Google. Elucidate. Explain, illuminate. Yes, both are correct. Enumerated and elucidated. As elucidated and enumerated, enumerated in the previous gentleman's email. Uh, if you can't form a a tribe in person, then you're certainly not going to form a gentleman's club. And I've looked in, I looked into the elks and the moose and the lions and this and that, and it just seems like lowbrow drinking clubs. I went to an Eagles club not too far away from my house, and they got pull tabs. And I know it, I know it, it makes money. I know it runs and brings in revenue for the for the for the the lodge, or the, in this case, it was either they call them the Aries. 
But I'm like, come on. Can you can you just not have this be a shithole bar? Can you have like a nice lodge? I guess the Masons have nicer lodges. I don't know. But I just walk in and I'm like, I don't want to. I want the Kingsmen. I want people dressed up. I want to walk in and say, yeah, we're a better class of people. Not morally. Well, maybe even morally as well. But like we hold to a higher standard. You know, like we and the closest I've ever gotten to that is the cigar lounge. You go into a cigar lounge that's a slightly higher class of gentlemen, and they're not dressed in smoker jackets or they're Thaddeus the Thaddeus the Thaddeus the Third. Uh, it's just a regular. Well, not they're not regular. They're higher class of men. Um, the cigar lounge I go to, there's a former uh, St. Paul police chief that hangs out there. A lot of ex ex FBI. There was one ex Secret Service agent. He unfortunately passed away way too young. Um, entrepreneurs, ex-football players, ex-professional athletes. Not a boring conversation. And maybe that's the best we can hope for. But yeah, I would like to have just this nice, cozy, posh, no windows, just this nice, cozy, posh place where it's just... Yeah, but you're not... So you're, you're best off going to a cigar lounge. As far as I've, my travels have taken me, the cigar lounge is typically the best place to go. All right. That's it for the Clary Podcast. Uh, because of the traveling and the solar eclipse, I uh, did not have a post on Monday of any worth. Uh, I probably will be getting around to doing a quality post later. Look at this. It's noon. Ah, it's noon. Oh, man. I got to do a bunch of asshole consulting. Uh, all right. That's it. Uh, share, spread, like, uh, whatever. Tell your friends about it. We'll talk to you kids later. Toodles.